0: friends hello family welcome to episode 33 of the michigan brews live drinking show family is your mom here i don't know but sometimes (laughs) (laughs) yeah all all of my friends are family so uh so yeah no uh i think that uh today is probably the first show we've had this year that we haven't had like a, a guest guest, not that uh Brandon isn't a guest, but I was just going to, you, you reckon my joke asking Jordan what's happened, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very, very sorry. Jordan. Uh, Wait <clears throat> on. <laughs> <laughs> no, as, uh, as you guys see, we have a, uh, or may not see if you're just listening, uh, Jordan's out tonight. And so we, uh, we brought in, uh, Brandon Edwards to, hang out want to because, spend time alone with me. Yeah, because Jason's a scary person alone, and bad things I, happen. I, I can't trust myself this. with him. <laughs> <laughs> so, seltzers
1: happen, blackouts happen.
0: I, I was getting uh, I was getting beer ready for the show, and uh, and uh, Shayna looks over to me and she goes, "No meads and no seltzers." So yeah, that's where we're at right now. But what are you guys drinking?
1: 10% double IPAs, right? So, oh, no, thanks. I don't know if it's 10%. Solo copper, uh, from Ferndale project. I just cracked it. What is it? Is it it's gotta be at least eight percent.
2: Yeah, those are thirds are all like seven, eight
0: percent usually, yeah. Or higher. Well, uh yeah. drink
1: yard sale last night. Uh er, and yard sale was that was a big one.
0: It was um, yeah, yard sale's ten percent, I think. 10. percent. That beer was. So, Nothing,
2: nothing too fancy here. Just some uh, Moon Rambler from Founders. But, uh, what is it? Moon, Moon Rambler. Rambler. It's, yeah, it's like a, what style? It's a New England IPA with lactose. So it's not quite I'm a milkshake, but oh, okay. well, there's no vanilla or anything. So it's got it, you know, just like a, it's an easy IPA with a little bit extra body. I don't know if it's like it's easy.
0: Yeah, I haven't even heard of it. I'll have to try to pick some up.
2: I think it's just uh, someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Citra and like Mosaic, so you can't go wrong with that. Something simple like that. Sure. That through. uh,
0: that solo copper that Jason has um is super good. I have been like a really big fan of uh, all these Michigan copper beers I've been seeing lately.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, in Ferndale, I think is like they do a really good job with that one in particular. Uh, it's tasting like Galaxy to me. I, I don't I think you've had at least one, right, Brandon?
2: Uh yeah. Solo, Solo copper. Yeah. Yeah, that one's really good. And Solo Galaxy Solo Galaxy's mm-hmm. the best. Solo Copper was really good too, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah Solo Galaxy was awesome too. Yeah, they're I, I'm trying to look and so
1: that's why I'm I'm staring funny at my phone. But oh I found it. Hold on. Five hundred It's Michigan Comet. No. Nope. For some reason I thought one of the um uh, uh, final gravity beers we had was a copper beer, but it was a it's a Cop- mm, Michigan okay. Comet. But no, this, oh, this this is super good. I, I get where you're saying that galaxy, it's got that um uh, that
0: that fruitiness
2: that yeah.
0: It's like a little pineapple or something, a little citrusy. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Yeah, you guys ever one. brewed with the copper hops?
0: No. They're kind of expensive to um, everywhere I've seen. It's like three bucks an ounce unless you buy it in like super bulk.
2: Yeah. I think I, I only use them once. I went to like one of the learn to home. Well, was a learn to homebrew day or one of those like a year or two, two years ago, I think at uh, bells and got like, they gave out like four ounces of copper hops like to oh, people wow. who showed up. So like I tried them out there, but like, I used all four ounces and like a pretty light beer and, like, I still didn't get a ton of character. So, I'm like, when I had that solo copper, I was really impressed. Like, man, that they must have had to use a crap ton.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, I,
2: I, I think,
1: and I, I don't remember, and I don't even know who would be watching this would know, but uh, two years ago when I went over to Detroit to brew with the other uh, Michigan homebrew clubs for like a Michigan homebrew anniversary brew or whatever it was. It was all, um, was all Michigan hops, Michigan malt, Michigan yeast that was donated, and I want to say we used copper, Um, but I could be wrong. I know we used um, Craft Cultures yeast. I used Eagle River, um, and now they're gone. Rest in peace. Uh, But yeah, so I think I have. But uh, what do you drink, Ryan?
0: Excuse me. Um, Schwartz beer. Oh, your Schwartz beer is done.
1: Right
0: on. Awesome. So I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a hair tick, and I, I end up drinking my lagers generally as soon as they're ready to drink. I just <laughs> throw them in the keg and drink them like anything else. And uh, and usually, you know, they're like lagered or, or something by the uh, by the time half the keg is through or something. But I mean, if it tastes good, then drink it is kind of my thing. I'm too impatient. Um, but but it's good yeah and i think uh i think it'll be ready for nhc or so in a little bit here speaking of that's right you guys entering yes
1: wednesday uh registration for nhc opens on wednesday if you're watching if you're home brewer make sure you jump in there um i don't know how many entries they are going to allow everybody yet i think it's just gonna you go apply put in for what you can and they'll uh cut you off at some point so
2: what are you going to enter brandon i will probably enter at least one beer i have no idea though that's the thing is like i don't know i've been slacking on brewing or like i've had things that i just haven't felt like yeah this isn't great and like i know i know the jason perception is good it's good to get feedback on those things regardless but like, then I also, like, have this uh, minimum standard that I hold my own beers to where, like, if it doesn't meet this, doesn't meet, like, a certain level to myself, I don't really want to submit it sometimes. So, yeah. That's fair.
0: You can you can kind of mm-hmm. tell yourself, like, you know, I already know what I need to fix on this. Like, yeah, I've, I've started to really want to get feedback on, like, the beers that, like, I'm impressed with myself and see how I can make those better. How to go from, like, great to excellent. That's yeah. The, that's the hard step to get over, I think or you saying yeah, this uh,
1: I was going to say this year Brandon though uh NHC is even stressing my my comfort level there right? <laughs> it's it's one thing uh you know like Michigan State fair uh or something like that or, or even Michigan Beer Cup where it's you know 7 to 10 dollars an entry and uh, no shipping somebody's going to pick them up or you know mm-hmm. in Michigan State fair Brian mule them for me but $29 an entry and you've got to ship six beers to, you know, Denver. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, that instantly makes pretty much every beer entry, like, you know, 40 bucks. So, yeah. uh, I, I, I would not recommend throwing junk in that one, uh, at all. So I'm with you. I might actually only be entering two beers myself cause I haven't been brewing very much. Um,
0: so I, uh, I did think of one advantage, um, to the way that they're doing things this year, besides not having to, you know, double ship some beers. But uh, if you're entering IPAs, and you're meddling in IPAs. Usually, like in the past, I've re- had to rebrew those beers. Yeah. Um, so that you know, two months later when finals happen or whatever, I can send in fresh beer. It's all being judged at once right now, so that's kind of nice, and that I don't have to brew the same batch of beer again, like you know, however many weeks later. Um, not that, you know, it's not a good beer or something like that, but that's kind of nice. I can save yeah. myself some, I don't know, ingredients For sure. or sure, whatever, experiment more.
1: No, there's. I, I like the format of it, uh, and I like that change. Like you said, just send it all in, and they're going to judge it all at once. There's not going to be a final table. I Actually, I, I think that's cool. Um, I just, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of beer to ship that far. You know, in the past, I've done... You know, I think upwards of five or six entries the nationals. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna one drop $200 on entry fees and then try to ship, you know, three cases of beers down to Denver. So
0: yeah, the the biggest box I have to ship beer in right now is a is a, a 12, you know, beer thing, and that's that's only two entries, so it's gonna be at least like
2: yeah,
0: yeah at least two boxes, maybe more, depending yeah. on how many. Yep. You no,
2: know, four bottles is like at least twenty dollars in shipping or close to, so I can only imagine more and more.
0: <laughs> I suppose if you had cans it'd be a little bit easier. Oh for sure. Oh man. Or, or are, they, did I say they're, are they doing cans again this year?
1: I believe they are. Yeah. I think I think okay. most so. competitions are accepting cans now, but just the ability to ship a can, uh the weight, uh the you know the the, the strength or the breakability (laughs) yeah that's what i was going for it really makes me want to just you know eat that 800 bucks for a canner right we've been talking
0: about going in on one in in the the homebrew club Um, yeah so maybe maybe in another couple years once we have like a lot of excess money to where like (laughs) like it'll it'll leave us you know a little bit of padding and stuff like that last year i think our I'd have to check with like Patrick and stuff. I think our member account was down a little bit just cause yeah, we can go to meetings. Was. And I think we're still, you know, slow to, to get members back this year and stuff, but we'll get back there.
1: We will. We will. So in this year of no homebrew competitions and, and no homebrew festivals, so Brandon, you seem to have still done okay. Right. So, uh, Let's see what what did what have you won in the last twelve months?
2: Oh, geez, was K Dale still twelve months?
1: Yeah, we're, we're going to wow. count K Dale. forgot about K Dale. Yeah,
2: got to go back. Uh, K Dale, so you're,
1: you're supposed to brew a beer at Gravel Bottom,
2: right? Someday, maybe.
1: Someday, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, you your beer for Territorial was released last year, right?
2: Was no, last year? no, like, uh, well, yeah, it won last year, and then it, they were gonna. It would have been brewed sometime twenty twenty, except COVID. Um, okay. So then so still and now, that. with their head brewer changing, I just kind of wrote it off. And if I hear something great, if I don't, oh well.
1: Uh, so you could you could be on gravel bottom and territorial. That's true. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, and then I get and to then- brew another one at uh. Oh, it's actually well. We do not have it scheduled yet, but we did message about scheduling it at uh, ArcLight, the Bruce To Me competition.
1: Yeah, yeah. ArcLight. Yep. So, yeah. so in a year where all of us are struggling to do anything, Brandon's getting you know could be getting beer pegged down <laughs> in three breweries. So, nice. Congrats, man. Thanks. Yeah, definitely. Congrats. I've already made arrangements with ad Will uh, Brian and I will probably be uh, in in ArcLight when you're brewing, heckling, and drinking, and uh,
2: okay. La- yeah. laughing at my whatever labor <laughs> they allow me to do.
0: Exactly. <laughs> pour grain into the mill.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: all the physical labor, basically.
2: Yep. You can move these <laughs> bags.
0: <laughs> what uh? What beers did you win those competitions with? I know that the. Uh, the Light one was a milkshake. Uh, mango IPA, mango IPA mango.
2: you know, vanilla. So I'll, I'll not call it a milkshake. So it wasn't quite like all that, but, um, and then, and the lactose really wasn't that noticeable. It maybe gave it a little extra body, but I will say like the lactose didn't really, uh, I didn't taste the lactose. Like sometimes you mm-hmm. do in some of
0: those mm-hmm. beers,
2: um, that one, honestly, like a lot of things just worked out well with that beer. I tried reproducing it and it didn't turn i did make some changes though so like so and it definitely wasn't as good with some different hops and some different yeast options but um so i don't know like and then other hop like the kdale was uh like a mostly citra but an ipa uh, american ipa uh i mean I, if it's not obvious i brew a lot of ipas i've been trying to actually brew less ipas um just because <clears throat> You know, something different, actually, this year, like I told myself at the beginning of the year, I'd brew more lagers. Um, mm-hmm. Like right now, I've got a pilsner going. I actually did a tent. I'm kind of going off on tangent, so you guys are used to that, though. Uh, <laughs> I did a 10-gallon batch this past weekend, um, and I just did split the, split the wort. Half is going to be like a saison, and half is going to be a pilsner, since it was easy enough to do that way. Um, so... I don't know. There's competitions with other beers that we talk about there, um, but yes, IPAs are generally what I I tend to make because, yeah. like a lot of home brewers, that's where I just that's my safe place. It is. It's it's, it's it is. It's, you
1: know, it's funny. It's I used to brew a lot of stouts, and uh, and it, it was always like I was the oddball out at, at homebrew meetings. You know, nobody brewed stouts. There's a lot of people who never brewed a stout, so. But we each find our own little place that, that we get happy and comfortable in. Uh, I, I uh,
0: I tend to change it up like year after year, sort of not on purpose. It's just like you sort of find like an, an interest mm-hmm. in something. Mm-hmm. Um, where were you going with that, Jason? I'm. So, I, like. I'm really good at butting in lately.
1: No, you're fine, man. <laughs> no, my interest this year is is I want the boring beer. Like I want to start brewing some more fucking lagers. and yeah, yeah. You know, plain pilsners. Like Schwartz I'm yeah. that. Schwarzbier mm-hmm. looks delicious. Like I'm. I'm looking for some stuff that doesn't have so much damn flavor. Um, that said, my next beer I'm brewing is a milkshake IPA with orange and uh, shit ton of, <laughs> of lactose. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, uh, I just saw Kevin Penn in the comments. So Kevin says he's drinking a Bell's Breast Brown. I'm going to call this out now because. Um. Mm. Kevin Penn is going to be muling. Chef Kevin is going to be muling some beer over to us uh, from uh, the the east side this week. Hopefully, we got to figure that out. Kevin, you got to tell him you're coming by. Um, but next week, we're going to do a homebrew review uh, show, and it's going to be the Livingston Social Brew Club edition because uh, he's nice. at least going to bring a few beers over for us um, from some of their members. His beers, uh, maybe something from James. Um, if Paul's watching. We're putting pressure on Paul to bottle some of his sours. I don't know somebody else, but yeah, that's gonna be fun. Um, really looking forward to drinking some East Side beer. It
0: should be pretty cool then, for you guys. Speaking of bells,
1: oh, you want to go for it.
0: No, I, I don't know the the entire schedule, so um, may as well talk about like our maybe our next month our, the shows before we. Yeah, so this is the, the first
1: time that we're actually going to be able to do a month. Worth of shows, I can actually say that you know we had to take last week off because work got busy, like that crazy. Um, but we have set up uh, a, a good, at least a good schedule for the next month. Um, next week's going to be the homebrew review, like I mentioned, with the Livingston Social Brew Club. Brew Club. Um, that's going to be on the 22nd. On the and I'm actually going to put a post out about this later. But uh, on March 1st, uh, we're going to have um, the head brewer and co-owner co-owner and lead brewer of Storm, Storm Cloud out of uh, Frankfort, Michigan. So Storm Cloud Brewing is going to be in the house. Um, I might, I, We may even get Amy um, Martin, the uh, mm, their marketing mm-hmm. director. She was on the show with us before. So Amy Amy, help, help hook me up with those guys. Um, so they'll be on. We'll have a Storm Cloud night. Um, we're looking at March 8th as being our next off night. Uh, where we're going to take a break. Uh, and then we're going to come back pretty big and hard, um, on March 15th, uh, we've scheduled John Mallett from Bell's Brewery, uh, to, to come on and hang out with us for a while and, uh, talk about his story. So that one I'm really pumped about. I've been, um, dreaming about getting bells on, uh, and John in particular, um, big fan of his, and his book, um, Literally
0: wrote the book on malt.
1: <laughs> it's right there. I should grab it down. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just super pumped. I, 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 I messaged him out of the blue and he responded in like two minutes and, uh, he's been really cool to, to, to connect with. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to talking to, to John and, and and getting to know his background. And then from there, man, we're, we're really, um, starting to branch out and, uh, you know, I'm sending out Messages to breweries all over Michigan. We're getting good feedback. Um, you know, there's some other, you know, cool people, um, that I'm, I'm not able to, to commit to yet or comment on, but I just think, uh, you know, this, this spring is going to be pretty solid for our episodes.
0: We've, uh, been talking to, um, about like our style episodes and stuff like that. And, um, we're, we're probably still going to continue those maybe not as like frequently, but, um, We've been talking about wanting to hit like a sour beer, like mixed fermentation stuff and mead. But those are probably going to be like split into like different shows. Like they're, they're kind of really, really big topics. Um, but, um, I'd like to touch on those at least a little bit, like uh, maybe even like later on in the episode or something like that. Just talk about like my last year, since that's kind that's, yeah, of that's uh, the topic of uh, <laughs> <in> the episode. <laughs> and we kind of got into Brandon's last year, like three big competitions. You, you, you did you play some the Homebrew Club competition too? Uh, talk- third, yeah, I well, third, I, third? Okay.
2: I tied with Bill, and then I cheated him out of third. But when you guys eliminated scores for that, that's right. (laughs) Right. My first
1: time, wasn't it? That was mango. That was the one you
2: won. That was the same beer. Yep. That was the same beer. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I held on to that beer for a little while. I I literally saved like my last gallon or so just to like enter in some a few competitions that there were because, you know, it's like I, I. You know when you get a beer that's that you really like and want to want to put it in those competitions, it's like, man, I want to drink it, but I want to also enter it in some things, so I better just let it chill. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: And you did not rob it from Bill. I I I am so that was my first time running a homebrew competition, and I I specifically am so grateful now that I I put the rules in place to break ties (laughs) because. Like the first three places were actually involved two different ties, right? And first and third, I think, yeah.
0: Yeah, first and third. First and third. it was time. only a matter of like a quarter point, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was really well close. technically I
1: guess it was first and second. But yeah, it's just a mm-hmm. there was a tie for first and there was a tie for second. And then of course because of the tie for first, Brandon gets bumped down to third. Um it was a mess. That was so stressful.
2: Oh, I imagine there were just so many good beers too. Like I imagine that was difficult for the judges and then without them being able to communicate because of damn COVID Mm -hmm. that definitely complicated things for them. But no, that was, I was, it was great getting the feedback and um, you know, Really and just in
1: the, on the off chance that Jason Glass is watching, who's the winner of our, our uh, Keepers Cup, Keepers of uh, Craft competition, uh, I do have your trophy done. I am sorry. It's taking me so <laughs> long. Uh, I do need to reach out to Jason this week and schedule the time to drop that off. Uh, so Is it all like shellacked and stuff? it is I haven't put the the I haven't put the cauldron back on top of it but you know we had it engraved and we had I had a, I actually gave the whole trophy to the engraver so they could mount they could mount the you know the engraving and the plaque on it so it would look nice it looks really sharp um if I do say so myself since I've made it uh I think it looks pretty <laughs> goddamn sexy yeah. Uh, so I'm really excited about that but man January and so far into February has been like the absolute worst six weeks of work uh. And uh, and I just haven't had any any time to finish it and reach out to Jason. So I'm sorry, uh, Mister Glass, if you're watching, I have your trophy, and I'll this week I'll finish it. I mean, I'll, I'll reach mm-hmm. out. So, what about your year, Brian? What have, what have you won? <laughs> what all? What are all your
0: medals and trophies? And not shit all. <clears throat> I uh technically. Uh, I guess it's 2021 at this point in time, but Brandon has uh, some beer in this competition too. Um, mm. There's a Operation Fermentation down in someplace in Texas. I can't remember exactly what city it's in, but um, they have an award ceremony coming up in, is it the end of the month, Brandon?
2: Maybe early March or
0: something like that?
2: Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's like all the judging has happened except for like a makeup day, and then there's the award ceremony at the end of the month. That's okay. that looks like, yeah
0: they uh they requested membership into our home group and then posted a link to the award ceremony for us so we're thinking maybe it, like you Hopefully. know yeah one of us took something or both or whatever but uh, I
2: know the IPA I submitted didn't win crap I'll just like put that there like after <laughs> I it lit, it finished fermenting I kegged it up and like I carved it up and then I bottled it up it was like ah, this is the only other thing I have right now that I kind of want to submit and then after I you know, I gave it, gave it like a week to chill in my keyser and tried it. I was like, oh, this isn't going to win anything. I was like, I want to set this one. If I had it before, I'm like, it's okay. But like, this isn't going to win anything.
0: Uh, maybe, then- it, maybe it matured <laughs> in the bottle a little bit. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe the bottle's infected and it turned into like some like amazing, go. like weird, like yeah. fruity breath thing. And it's just going oh, like to blow, blow over the competition.
2: Uh, the other Hopefully beer was my, really. Munich Dunkel, which you guys had, which is was, mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah. I wasn't displeased with that one at least. So, like I i I'm, I want to get feedback on that one because there's some improvements I want to make myself on that one anyways. So that was like one that I, at the very least, I'm looking forward to feedback on. So
0: yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Yeah, and this is getting me kind of back in the uh, you know the spirit of competitions and stuff. I've I've got an Irish stout and a, this, this uh, Schwartz beer going. Probably going to get a couple IPAs going for NHC.
1: Well, I'm starting to, start to feel the
0: energy again. What did you have in the Texas competition? Uh, I honestly don't 100% remember. I for sure had a uh, fruited, like mixed fermentation sour um, that I personally think has like a diacetyl issue, but I don't know for certain. Because, like, I'm not super sensitive to it. Shana said she sometimes gets it, like, way at the end. Nobody else has told me they get it. But it's it's just it's very funky. Um, so I don't know if that's just, like, you know, Brett funk or if it's, like, diacetyl. I don't know. Um, I think that I have a Fest beer down there, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Thank you, dude. That sounds right.
0: And a Wee Heavy. I think the Wee Heavy is the other one.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. So I'm sitting on some. I'm sitting on some Wee Heavy and Russian Imperial stuff too. So it's like, do I enter those in NH? I don't know. It depends on how many entries I get and stuff. I'm I'm digging those words well, this year.
1: I bought and paid for four entries in the Texas competition, and I mailed zero. <laughs> so. Uh,
0: but speaking of them again, they were super cool. Didn't they reach back out to you and they were Oh like, yeah, hey, they did. You know. if,
1: if they ever watch this show, I just want to say thank you. Like they reached out to me. They they asked me where my beers was if there was any problem. They were just so mm-hmm. super cool. Like good guys. Um and I, and I told them, you know, life just got too crazy and I couldn't
0: yeah. Which I, is I crazy because it. they have something like 490 entries. I'm I'm looking yeah. at right now. And like I knew how like crazy it was for you just to manage like the 16 or 18 or whatever that the, you know, the home 20 job, the keepers okay
1: 20. <laughs> <laughs> no 20. It was a nightmare. Like I, I have this dream someday of like actually doing like a large, like I'm, I'm, I know, you know, this year I'll be helping out with hopefully helping out with Michigan beer cup and, and, uh, and I really appreciate all that Nikki and, and Dan and the guys do for Michigan beer cup. Um, but that's like more of an East side. It really does tend to be an East side. And I thought, man, it would be really cool to do something more local for like Southwest Michigan. And, and I want to organize, you know, uh, a, a homebrew competition for this part of the state, uh, and try to get, you know, some more involvement, you know, from Southwest Michigan. But after doing just, just this 20 entry competition for keepers of craft, I was like, Holy shit. That's a lot of work. Um,
0: we can get more people, you know, involved <laughs> instead of just me. A so you know, little split it up. Say one person for every 20. Oh. oh, my gosh. I still have, like, four cans of that, I think, maybe. I Tell me how it there. is. I still have had few cases, cases
2: too. I still have, like, probably, like, half a case-ish or so left. Yeah.
0: So, for those listening and not watching, Brandon just cracked a, uh, a Dirty imperialist from One Well, which is a beer that we helped brew at One Well as the homebrew club in 2008 19
2: 19 i think
0: 19 19. okay we 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 did i guess we did mostly brew it. trevor it's our it's our recipe maybe sad to make sure we didn't break their equipment but Mm -hmm. recipe
1: was written by adam kegel art connet and one other person i'm sorry yeah um and then yeah we, we went to one well and brewed it and they canned it uh
2: it's held it up well.
1: Says, it says on the can, you know. Um it, it calls us out on the can, I believe, keepers mm-hmm. of craft. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I bought a case of it, or I bought a couple cases of it, and I was gonna take a case to Homebrew Fest and put it on yeah. Oh, there it's got the little Oh it's even has our logo. That's awesome. Yep. So I was gonna I was gonna take a case of it to Homebrew Fest and share it with the rest of the clubs, and then Homebrew Fest never happened. So Mm. i still have two
2: cases in the basement
0: bring it next year it's not like it's a a beer that's not going to age well or something
2: oh yeah it tastes honestly it tastes how i remember it for the most part um still tastes great yeah
0: how many of those do you have left to
2: run downstairs and get it around half a case i think i think i got one case and then i've been like i drank a few of them right away and i've been just trying to break one out every couple months or so and just see how it goes Um, that's cool it's chilling in my beer fridge
0: I gave away a lot. I, I got a case too, and I was just giving them to everybody, like ah, you know, our club or this. Like, <laughs> I'm a beer hoarder. I, I've, I've been trying to break into my stash a little bit downstairs. I it's gotten worse in the last, you know, year because of the pandemic. Like, mm-hmm. just uh, especially with like like not finishing off my kegs and needing more room because I haven't had. Uh, you know, people to give beer to. And not really had people over, I haven't had homebrew club meetings and I need room in my keg cause I haven't brewed any less. So I'll bottle stuff off. I'll set it aside and it just collects and collects and collects. And I've seen Jason's basement and <laughs> I, I know that uh, the same thing happens there Sometimes I
1: actually started to, uh, I started to break into my stash and give away verticals this year. Oh. Uh, I've given away a few. Um, like so years ago, KBS. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Years ago, I had this grand idea that I was going to buy like multiple cases of KBS every year. And then in five years, I'd have like, I'd give out like five year verticals of KBS. Well, then founders kind of, <sighs> thank you. You are listening.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm.
1: So then found, uh, yeah. She she just she just uh, she's listening in the basement where I beer <coughs> cellar. So she just brought me a can of dirty, 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 dirty. Um, Yeah. So I I, uh, I I had this plan to give away, you know, save up and, and and have these verticals of KBS, and then founders made it, you know, widely available year round and kind of <laughs> destroyed the um, specialty of it or whatever but i still have what is it i think what did i just give away i give ryan 16 17 and 18 um i gave someone else like 17 18 and 19 or something like that yeah so if anybody wants a old you know three four year vertical kbs hit me up nice oh this smells good She doesn't know, she just brought me another, like, what is this, 12% beer? Yeah. Eight or nine,
2: somewhere in there. It's definitely up there, though.
1: No, I think it's uh, north. It's double digits. Is it really? I don't think so. I think uh, no I, it's at least 10.
2: Man, is it on here? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's not.
0: I'll go back to the recipe.
2: I have, I have the recipe saved somewhere, yeah.
0: We can check on Taft real quick, too. I'm sure it's on there. But no, no other competitions for me. In uh, in 2020, I I sort of got into and I mentioned this earlier on the show. I sort of got really into making sour beer and making mead because um,
2: because like I said,
0: I was running out of beer, running out of you know keys or space and stuff. And, and those are, are kind of things that you can make that can sit around for a while and don't necessarily need to take up room really quick. Um. So I'm sorry, I'm typing in. Dirty, dirty bastard! Oh, dirty Imperials. My saved recipe
2: is eight point seven percent, but that's not to say it wasn't like a little higher than that. Um, I know, I know, it came in higher.
0: Untap says nine.
2: Okay.
1: I still feel like that's. I, I feel like it came in higher.
0: But maybe maybe we got a uh, a special, you know. Run or something. I don't know.
1: So, in the uh, there is actually some of this being barrel aged um, that one well still has. And the can reads in collaboration with our mighty homebrew club of Keepers of Craft, we're super excited to offer this delicious imperial brown in a can. Thank you to our passionate crew of brew through enth- beer enthusiasts, who continue to keep the simple and satisfying methods of homebrewing alive. So, yeah, that was really cool for our club to do that. I've never actually opened a can of
0: it, so mm-hmm.
1: Nuh-uh. it held up. Yeah, I never. I drink it on tap, and then
0: I'm just it giving it away. away. Really? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. ah. mm. super good. Mm-hmm. Nice Imperial the, uh, Brown. My next beer here. I don't have a, a dirty Imperialist on hand, but I, uh, I got these delivered today from the the Broadleaf guys, Sasha Black Calder. Uh, guys, it's uh, Black Calder's newer uh, New England hops IPA. It's called Bishop. I think it's just Citra. Is that what you asked, what hops they used? No, it says hops Juicy. Oh. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, juicy double IPA, double dry hop with citrus. So, yeah, we'll give that a shot. I got a couple, got a couple packs of that. I've only had one other beer from them so far, and that was their uh, black IPA, but I was super impressed with it. So, we'll have to. One of these, I got to reach out to them. I've been telling you I was going to do that for like months now. I'll, uh, I'll try to send them a message and see if we can get them on. Yeah. The, you know, know be I actually I like
1: emailed
0: cool them and my oh, okay. uh, well, email. So here's my thing
1: is I emailed uh, info at, you know, black calder, you know, so I, I'm emailing mm-hmm. some like random box. So if, uh, if, if you, if you have another way to contact them, I definitely would said love to talk to those guys. Okay. Um, and that goes, you know, for anybody out there that watches this ever, uh, if you know anybody at a brewery that we haven't talked to, by all means, send us a message. Put it in the comments. Give us a contact. I'm a, I'm a whore. I'll reach out to anybody.
0: Should we so, do some some can opening ASMR here. Oh my god. Mm. That sounds pretty good. Oh yeah. Do you need to do like? No, it sounds scoop? good.
2: Yes. Get the get the pour in there.
0: <laughs> what have we minutes. come to? Why? why? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: that's so good! So,
1: what else exciting has happened this year? Oh, our YouTube channel—that's oh. big news. And we have—we we actually about
0: have it. a yeah. We have a we have a, a named slug now. Yeah. So, we—if uh, was watching—a few weeks
1: ago, we we had Drew Jacobs, country music star. <laughs> Uh, Drew Jacobs on. If Drew, if you're watching, thank you again. Uh and, and I was complaining to Drew who's who's got a pretty good following on Instagram and, and YouTube. Um and I think he did Snapchat that night. Uh and I was complaining about how uh we did not have enough followers on YouTube to to get a custom YouTube URL. And uh and Drew Jacobs just like went live on Snapchat like while we were talking to him and was like, yo I'll go <laughs> go do this and the next thing you know like our youtube subscription skyrocketed um and then it took like three weeks for youtube to actually realize that we hit all the criteria but we now we do uh you can go to um yeah uh youtube.com slash c slash Brews. so we have nice. a branded youtube channel that is awesome so that's also happened this that this year
0: we also awesome. that was that was also her longest show that <laughs> <laughs> uh, was a, I, I looked back at that today i was i was testing out my mic a little bit and i was listening to the you know just the the quality and the, the volume of that show and i happened to look down at the you know track or whatever two and a half hours that show went on
1: yeah yeah it was you not know.
0: pretty i remember at, at some point he started
1: He started selling shots uh, for us to do. And then I think looking back at, at our friends that bought those shots for us to do, like you, Brandon, right? And Drew oh, yeah. and Drew, you, you assholes.
2: <laughs> if, I, if I remember right, I was playing. I was listening to you guys and playing video games, and then that came up too. And I was like, "Oh, I'm buying some shots. I was going to buy a bunch of them, but like he had shut some of it down. And and he was exactly. saying, "Don't, don't buy. Don't everyone buy like ten shots? I'm like, "Okay, fine.
1: <laughs> so I started that show with a nearly full bottle of Basil Hayden's, nearly oh. full, and. I uh, put a hurt on that bottle of Basil Hayden's. It's still up here, I've, and I haven't really drank out of it since then. Um, but that was a was a rough night. So <laughs> thanks, Drew. I think Drew has a new music video coming out pretty soon uh, for the Garth Brooks cover of, or the dance, a cover of Garth Brooks' dance. So, okay. Uh, if anybody's watching, go check that out, Drew Jacobs. So uh, we really appreciate his help getting our custom YouTube channel. Yeah. Let's give this beer a shot. Hell yeah. Hmm. You couldn't give us the ASMR drinking, the, like a couple good slurps. And... Yeah. You
2: want to
0: the gulping sounds? That was a hard gulp. Oh. It's burning. <laughs> God, the fuck. I'm so old. This is the. Ah. Uh, uh,
2: Old guy tries to take ASMR <laughs> shots and jokes.
0: <laughs> this is a young person's game, yeah. Broke shit Brian. <laughs> Broke shit Brian. Is that, uh, yeah, that was, a, was that pre made? Was that from Yeah, yeah I life? was just going through uh,
1: Brian <laughs> can never find happiness.
0: <laughs> Why are these made? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that, so, that makes me sad. It's like a that oh, that's God. that's always true. Although I will say I'm proud of this uh, this uh, Schwartz beer. I think it's like right on the verge of like properly carbonated. It's not too much. But Shannon said uh, that she would prefer it probably with a little extra kick. So I'm gonna. I kind of agree with her. I'm gonna bump it up just because I am the carbonation horror. But- you know, I actually. I
1: actually have a banner for Brandon too. For some reason, we, from from the previous the last time you were on there, Brandon, we had the Brandon <laughs> Edwards fan club.
0: I don't even think it was the last time we were on here. I think there was just one show where we were talking about Brandon like again and again and again <laughs> for some reason.
2: But I mean, we're,
0: we're always glad to have you on.
2: <laughs> if there is, I doubt there's an actual fan club, but I'll I'll take it. But, you know, whatever. Usually I annoy people when I start talking. So I was just, you know, I'm just glad to be here.
1: <laughs> so this was this was just supposed to be a super chill night. No guests, just drinking, chatting, bullshitting. And uh, and uh, and I'm glad that we, we brought you on because it was just Brian and I. I think we would have ended this shit a while ago. So...
0: I, I probably would have gone on like random random spiels and I I started the the episode like all ready to talk about like fucking brewing sour beer and meat and shit and I'll still do it.
1: You do, do it. it. Yeah, but don't hold back. What I wanna <laughs> say here though is we're going to have a sour beer episode. We're yeah. We're gonna have I'm a not, meat episode.
0: Oh no, we're gonna have so. multiples. I guarantee it. It's just so don't it's, spoil it's too it, much. Ryan. I'll, I'll talk about my experience in the last year making them though, I guess.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> um, so uh, yeah, it is sort of a year review. we kind of already did a year in review. It was like a year in review for like Michigan brewers. And I guess this is like a, you know, more personal from the heart, like what we did personally year in review since we haven't really had a, a non guest episode. Not that we don't consider you a guest. But.
1: So in the last year, Brian's brewed 300 beers
0: I, so I keep a. Have I showed you guys my spreadsheet before? Oh yeah. Um, is that a yes? I, don't
2: know. I yeah. don't know if I've seen it. So, but you I'm know. sure, it's
0: colorful. It's uh, complicated. Sure. So I'll start by saying I feel not, a, I feel a I banner did. coming up here. I'm gonna get them ready. So I uh, I didn't create the spreadsheet, but I did edit a little bit to fit my own needs.
2: Brian breaks um, out Excel or Google Sheets.
0: Let me see. And I, I kind of got <laughs> real lazy with it near the end of the year. Uh, let me share my screen here. Share screen. <laughs> Hopefully I don't have like anything weird up, but. This is where we get to see what kind of freaky porn you're into. <laughs> yeah.
2: Whoa. These are,
0: are... Endless. These are all my different like coding projects that I have right now. But um where was excel here so um it looks like i brewed a schwartz beer around this time last year a little bit earlier but so um i think this is missing a few but this is sort of around when it's competition season what i use to um, help me keep track of what i have in like each of my two fermentation chambers so i know when there's room to for met in one and when there's room to like cold crash um in one and stuff um and when i could like pull stuff out and put stuff back in so um again this is not my spreadsheet i'll i gotta find where this came from i must have deleted like the the link or something but um there's all these little icons down here that mean different things up here and just dates years yeast and so you can kind of i can kind of keep track of uh, how long stuff was in primary um these were just estimates of like how long it took to finish a certain beers um anything long like this like these are these green ones are like my sour beers that i made and have been sitting i think all of these are still in carboys in my basement right now um so yeah it's just kind of what i used to to keep track but of but realistically
1: uh, you brewed 50 beers this year or over 50 beers
0: I think it's closer to forty with some meads in there too, probably.
1: Okay. <clears throat> I've done twelve. Counting my mead.
0: It's still pretty good. It's
1: been a rough year. And in twenty 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 one, I think I'm at
0: three. <laughs> I mean Going by, you know, beers per, you know, day or month or whatever, you're you're still ahead. You're like one and a half times ahead over where you were last year right now.
1: One of those, I I should count as a double batch because it is, you know, six gallons of 11.5% seltzer base. There you go. Yeah. Right. I got to cut that shit down because it tastes like rocket fuel (laughs) right now.
0: (laughs) Still? Oh, you haven't cut it yet. Okay. No, no, I haven't cut it yet. Hmm. So, Kevin said zoom need, I wasn't watching uh Sorry, Kevin. I wasn't watching the, the comments when I was sharing my screen there. I'll, uh, I'll find a link to the spreadsheet and give the guy credit who actually made this thing because uh, I, I really like it. But, yeah, if anybody wants a
1: couple gallons of highly alcoholic seltzer base, I don't have room for it. So,
2: I still got most of my, I don't know, four ish percent. Uh, just because I don't drink enough of it, you know?
1: That's my problem. I've got probably four gallons on tap already. Uh, And then this six gallons will really dilute down to 12 gallons. So I've got, you know, three more corny kegs of seltzer base. (laughs) So, MHF, God damn it.
2: It's happening
1: this year. You're damn right it is.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, really, what are you going to do? Lose some flavor? (laughs) Sorry, You're right. laughing at You're my right. own Come joke. On. Save it.
1: <laughs> save it. Yeah. I will. I will. I will save some of that for MHF. Oh, yeah.
0: Non diluted. <laughs> non diluted.
2: Oh yeah. You want to serve that at like twelve percent and get people <laughs> fucked up?
0: <laughs> Don't
1: even flavor it. Just fucking just straight mm. alcoholic water. Oh.
2: So
0: so so here's the thing. I mean, so it's kind of like mead, right? In in that it's it's sort of just like. Dextrose wine i guess i don't know like that it'll it'll corn, cool off corn wine. as it ages corn, corn wine <laughs> yeah so it might not be so bad mm. it's like a watered down you know uh, shitty vodka or
1: something so the last time that i did this when we talked to we in november i think we talked to uh lance shaner from omega yeast right mm-hmm. and he you know they came out with their proper seltzer and they recommend that it goes with Lutra. And uh, um, <laughs> so the first one I brewed, I, I kept it kind of cool, you know, in the 68 uh, 66 68 range, and it kind of bottomed out at 1020, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so it was sweet, but my wife and I liked it. So I said, fuck it. And I kegged it carbonated it slightly sweet. It's good. But um, this one i went high you know because lance said if you go high and cut it you'll actually get a cleaner flavor um you know so i did it as you recommended um and i i did warm it up or bring it up to be warmer uh since it fermented on my second floor and um i got busy with life these last few weeks and i forgot about it and it's burned down now to 10.04 mm. or what one dot one dot god damn it i can't even talk so it is dry as fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh. and tastes of, of lighter fluid. So <laughs> so I think at that at that Ooh. ratio, I think it's at about twelve percent.
2: Okay.
1: Uh twelve percent alcoholic water with no residual sweetness at all. Hmm. I'm great. down. I'm da- yeah. I actually want to find some like really heavy mineral water and cut it with that because I really think it needs like that seltzery, you know, Give it a, maybe
0: like a tonic or something.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: In fact, That's I
2: some, have some uh, quinine or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have I have three different flavors of that stuff that I haven't used. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, or something like that. Starts with a Q, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You it, said it, said it. Right? yeah.
2: Adds a little bit of sweetness and minerality, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was just pulling up my uh, tilt results here. Like, obviously, if I ask this as a question here, we're gonna probably guess it. But like, I had told you guys I'd brewed like you know ten gallons of wort last weekend or this weekend or t- this weekend, and uh, like split it uh, with uh, as a half of it is gonna be a pilsner and half is gonna be a saison. Mm-hmm. Which yeast do you think? Uh, now I will say I did cheat a little bit on the lager and fermented at sixty. Um, but like, which yeast do you think is destroying the wort the most? Thirty-four seventy or uh, why yeast thirty-seven eleven French saison? Um,
0: like... by, by the way that you phrased it, I'm going to guess <laughs> the thirty-four seventy.
2: Yeah, yeah, the lager yeast destroyed that wort twice as fast, which is huh. like, at sixty degrees over. At seventy-two, I ran the thirty-seven eleven at seventy-two degrees, and even the, and thirty-seven eleven is a beast of a yeast. Anyone who's used it, but like thirty-four seventy at sixty degrees, it just don't care. It just powers wow. through. That's crazy. That um, be a- right now the the loggers the pilsners at one point zero zero nine, and the saison's at one point oh one zero. They're close. Don't get me wrong, mm, but yeah, yeah, but the thirty-four seventy's been like uh, took off quicker. Um, and like had it was like probably 50%, for 50% done with fermentation before, uh, the Saison really even took off. So like, where do you I expect them
0: to, uh, to stop
2: pretty close to where they're at? Like the Saison I'd hope would go a little lower, but, and neither they're both supposed to be around 4.5, 5%. So they're neither of them yeah. are big beers. They're just easy. Uh, it's the year of easy drinking for me. <laughs>
1: You know, there was there was like three years ago when I brewed my 60 batches, or close to 60 batches in a year, and I don't think anything was under like 7.5%. Uh, and I always hmm. thought that, like, man, I need to start brewing these 4%, you know, 3.5%. Hell, one year David Jones did a, what, like a 2% uh, Yeah,
0: brute Table brew. Oh. I don't know what you call it, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: All of my shit's been big. I wonder what this year is going to bring as far as like styles go. If anything,
2: uh, you know, if you've been watching the Reddit, the the stupid cold IPA has been the thing that people have been talking about this weekend. Cold IPA. It's cold it's IPA. just an IPL basically. Oh, some some yeah. brewery decided to call it a cold IPA.
0: Because beer is warm usually.
2: <laughs> yes, I guess. Like, or <laughs> I mean, I just like someone made a post on uh, the homebrewing our homebrewing. Like uh-huh. calling a cold IPA and like some brewery that like that was local to them, and it like everyone's like this just sounds like an IPL, <laughs> <laughs> India Pale Lock Locker.
0: <laughs> <And> I, I, <laughs> I totally dig those or like New Zealand pilsners like or whatever. Like, Wasn't it though, who, who was it when we were younger
1: the macro that was advertising everything is like cold filtered? Mm,
0: the bat. Yeah. Was it, I feel like they've. Or was it Coors? Coors has like the color changing cans or did for a while, right? Oh, the mountains. The blue mountains. mountains. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. They were cold filtered. I'm like, do you ever heat that shit up? Like,
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: cold. Shannon, Shannon's yelling at me. She says Coors. Coors. Whiskey likes to yeah. say
2: no, no chill filter, you know, no chill, or whatever, something like that. But when they're uh, filtering there, but that's whiskey, you know, so non chill filtered but okay, sure that's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Patrick says cold
1: filtered Rocky Mountain stream, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky was
2: Mountain pee. Cold, chill, or, uh, yeah. Since you chilled it and pitched it, has been cold. So <laughs> <laughs> the colder it is, the better. It tastes more like water. <laughs>
1: Speaking of my next beer is going to be hams. God damn it! I need to lighten
0: up. <laughs> I um, for for those in the club listing who haven't seen the, the, the show yet, uh, next week is our Ham Slam meeting. So Ham Slam, make sure to make sure to get your hams uh, ready, your hop slam ready, and we're uh, we're going to do some some mixing and pairing. Probably not. Hop pairing, slam but
1: still <laughs> readily available. <laughs> stores around kalamazoo so definitely go out and get your hop slam uh but yeah the idea is we're going to taste hop slam talk about you know kind of compare it to the flavor wheel and talk about what uh
2: what we taste taste the hams do the same thing and then mix the two together should i get some fresh hams the hams i have right now is probably about a month old that might be a you little you know old.
1: you don't want to cut yourself short there you want you need the full experience. Okay.
0: Um I maybe mean, maybe set a few of those aside. You can do like a five month vertical of like hams, you know, or something. <laughs> See how it you uh, know, progresses. And
1: I am I am sure this is a goddamn misprint. And I love uh, who oh is Miller that does this that does it. Um, but my hams actually says Best Buy. I wish I I'm, I need to take a picture of this. Uh, my Best Buy date on my hams cam can is April of nineteen twenty one.
0: <laughs> are you sure are you sure it's not april 19 19th? 21 yeah 21 yeah.
1: yeah oh it is <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's actually an april date and then 19 20. let's see can you see that at all no that doesn't work <laughs>
2: oh. uh well while talking about loggers have any did any of you guys pick up a six-pack of cold-hearted
0: No. Do they still have some at the uh, general store?
2: They did. I mean, I was late. I didn't pre-order it, and I got some, like, on Friday. Okay. um, Actually, I need to run down
0: there tomorrow. We grab one. You know,
2: it's, it's good. I could go for drinking some of that. I'd I'd like to try to
1: get and some black hearted if it's still around. But I looked in the store yesterday and I couldn't find it. And I thought I'd have to go to Bells, and I don't know if I'm gonna make it.
2: Yeah, Uh, cold hearted I think was just at Bells, and then black hearted I think they're distributing. But if I'm quoting that right, but um, I have some
0: black hearted sitting around still. If you don't end up getting some, I'm sure I can cold hearted set out a few bottles for you.
1: Good stuff. So Brian, if you were if you were to go do that, you know tomorrow during the day.
0: Yeah, so uh, my friend Hallie is really into uh, spicy foods, and I made a mead last year that uh, was a mango habanero uh, hydromel. This was about a six percent carbonated mead with a. I don't. Yep, there it is. Man, that does look like nineteen twenty. I know. (laughs)
2: Nineteen twenty-one. That's pretty good. You know, it's a hundred years, almost a hundred years past date. So you're just going to not have to drink. Don't drink that.
0: <laughs> just so tempted <different laughs> to cry. But this but was, no, anyway, where I was getting is I just, I need to get some lactose down there. So I use, uh, I use lactose and erythritol in it to, uh, to leave some sweetness, which I kind of think that, uh, that a session need, needs a little bit. And, um, in my last batch, I used just, uh, two habaneros cut up in primary and uh it, and i had just a nice little like heat in the back of your throat it wasn't hard to drink or anything like that but she wants nice. it like hot so i don't know how we're how many we're gonna throw in there maybe like six or something like that i, I still want it to be drinkable but um yeah, nice. yeah it should be fun so we're gonna mix that together
2: it does look like bells has both cold hearted and black hearted still listed so you should be fine.
0: okay yeah sweet Yeah. I think I made something like 10 meads last year. Mostly a big, big fruit meads, but. Oh.
2: Well, I don't ooh. plan on opening this tonight. I know I saw that you had drank it. Um, yeah. Dark How'd you like that? I was. I've been.
0: Yeah. I want <clears throat> to, I want to hear what you have to say about it too. I don't want to like, so my opinion on it is that like, it was, uh, it was good. It has a. Uh, more like dark fruit, like raisiny characteristics, like chocolate characteristics than maybe I care for. Um Like I like my Russian Imperial starts sort of like, I don't know, chocolatey and like very like roast forward and like kind of like a nice hop presence and stuff. Yeah. And this was almost sort of like a sweet dark fruit sort of thing going on. Okay. Um And, and so it was super good. It just, it's not what I expected going in. Um, I drank the entire bottle by myself. I think in you yeah. know, that night, and you know it was great. <laughs> yeah, just it, it was. Uh, I didn't know what to expect going in. Like normal, my my Russian Imperial style, and like.
2: Uh, Would you drink um, it a little warm, or do you drink it cold? Or did I you-
0: I liked it best after about half an hour. Okay, um, like the the I I think I poured about half the bottle and was drinking that, you know, cold. And, and then I went back for the rest of the bottle and the, the second half of the bottle was my favorite.
2: Okay. Yeah. I, I like, at least usually feel like when you get like those things above 10% that they seem to be better, like around the 50 degree mark or so. Uh, yeah. Like once they warmed up a little bit anyways, just cause that seems to get more, you get more, uh, more flavors.
0: I am totally with you. I, I probably should have waited and just like drank the entire thing at that flavor, but you know, that's okay. Sometimes it's fun to you know, experience beers like at their, their various temp ranges. I mean, yep. we're not Cicerones. We're not pairing beer with food. <laughs> we're, we're drinking it. So yeah, it's whatever.
2: No, no, no. It, it works. I mean, plus it's easy to pull it out of the fridge and then, Especially you got a bomber there. Drink half of it cold and drink the other half after it's warmed a bit. So
1: yeah. yeah. It's kinda you know, on that topic, that that's kinda how we're gonna do next week's homebrew review, right? We decide we're not we're not gonna try to be BJCP judges and judge on that. We're just gonna talk about what we taste, what we like. Uh and when it's Kevin's beer, we can just spit it out dramatically
0: <laughs> on camera. <laughs> yeah. I think I think we d- sort of decided that we're gonna use it as an excuse to try to uh train our own palates better i I think that like um hearing what other people think about a particular beer um helps train uh, my brain to kind of remember those flavors um that's why that's why trying to teach yourself to like taste beer alone i think is way harder than if you were to get together with a group of people you know every so often um which i think is something that we were going to try to do this last year but again COVID happened um So, yeah, I know um, that might be something. In fact, that we still do continue to try to do, but maybe like virtually as sort mm-hmm. of a um, in-between thing for our, our keepers meetings, um, or maybe we can even use it as an excuse to get like non-members in to participate on things with us, and maybe you know that will sort of guide them into maybe joining the club or something. I don't know. Ideas. We're just pitching around ideas.
2: I like that idea. I'm, I'm, I'm a simpleton when it comes to beer in general and just trying to describe it. Cause usually it is, it is yeah, as simple as me as I like it or I don't
0: like, <laughs> Oh, this is good. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, you know, obviously if it's somebody, you know, like you don't want to be a total asshole if there's something you don't like about it, but, uh, and explain how, you know, what it is specifically you don't like about it. Cause you know, I'd re- if I'm telling somebody, why I don't like something and that it's something they made personally, you know, trying to explain why I don't, you know, oh, I prefer this or something like that. Uh, I prefer, yeah. you know, uh, I'm, I'm working on being less of an asshole. As a when, person. I'm,
1: <laughs> when I'm trying not to spit up that uh, smoked porter that somebody at the club <laughs> passed me and then they get all offended that I am gagging and choking on their beer and talking about how shit nasty that was. Has nothing to do with your beer uh in fact i i did you know in joking i actually think it was nate uh that did that to me once and and i i was able to step back and be like technically it's fine like there's no flaws you, you hit your notes you got the, the smoke characteristic in there um but <laughs> for christ's sakes I, there is no worse flavor in the world to me than this goddamn smoked beer so uh, and Kevin, you will get the full asshole treatment.
2: I promise.
0: Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, you. I don't know. That's just just trying to be constructive with criticism. That's that's more important, especially like if someone's actually asking for feedback. Um, okay. who wants some constructive feedback because I know myself. I make plenty of beers where I I can't speak for others, but like for me, since I tried brewing different i i change things that i shouldn't just on the fly sometimes because i think it sounds good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then often regret that so like uh, as myself like i feel like i personally i brew a lot of beer that i it's only okay and then occasionally share one that i really like that's like my style anyways because i like doing stupid things that come to me last minute I, uh,
0: yeah yeah <laughs>
1: No, you try that. You crazy shit sounds fun. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I was making a, a a blonde base for a sour um, back in October, and uh, my normal base is somewhere around the half and half, like uh, you know, base malt like Pilsner and uh, wheat, um, and maybe with like some other stuff in it, maybe just like a little oats or something. And uh, I, I had um everything ready to go like i had you know time to brew and i normally keep uh, um, malted white wheat like on hand in bulk mm-hmm. to use and i just wasn't paying attention to my like you know, stock downstairs and i had literally zero wheat and uh so i was like well fuck it i guess i'm gonna do a and half a half uh i think i did pilsner and oats instead <laughs> So I have like a, I have like this like like weird looking colored half like I think it's like three quarters pilsner like one quarter oat like blonde base downstairs with like no wheat. So we'll see how that ends up turning out. That's that's kind of where like at the beginning of the show and and I think I made a comment about this on Facebook too. It's kind of where I was going like, um, and I'll 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 bring this into like future shows too. But like. Um, you go on like the Milk the Funk, uh, like Wiki, and you go on the Facebook page, and so many people know more than me, and there's <laughs> so much to know. Um, and people are so fucking smart. Um, it's intimidating, you know. And you're like, how do I like you know properly make like a sour beer or something like that, and and not fuck it up and get judged by these people. And as it turns <laughs> out. You 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 can't really fuck it up. It's it's all in the, it's 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 not like regular brewing where you have like something in mind and then you put together a recipe and you're like I'm gonna target this flavor, and that's exactly what it's gonna be. Um, Sour beer brewing often is I'm going to add these bugs into it and maybe some dregs and things that are delicious to me. And have something in mind, you know, that you sort of want to get to, and maybe it will, maybe it'll turn into something even better, maybe it won't be quite as good. Um, but then you can like blend. There's so much blending that you can do with uh with with future batches, um, which is why it's really nice to get like a pipeline going. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you, you can add wood, you can not add wood. Um, you can try to make it really tart. You cannot. There's, it's such like a, it's a relaxing way to brew for me because like, because you can just seriously fuck off kind of, and like, and and at the end of the day, you're gonna get something that's probably gonna taste all right. And even if it doesn't, uh, you can blend it back into something later if yeah. you keep on going with it. Um, yeah. Jordan and Drew Doster and I have a 15 gallon barrel that's in Drew's basement right now. And uh, there was one particular uh, sour beer that we pulled out of there. That was a red. And I don't know if it was just the portion that I pulled off or whatever, but it was very, I don't know how to describe it better than like, it had some very deep bready like flavors. Um, Not like, not like light fragrant horse blanket, but like dark fruit, that's like rested under the horse blanket for like a couple months and rotted a little bit sort of flavors and they weren't bad. Um, they were just very overpowering. And so, um, I think I ended up getting about four gallons to bring home and, um, I use a gallon of it at a time to blend with some of the other sour beers that I'll bring from another barrel project that I'm part of or uh, my own beers and, uh, it just, it mell's it right out. It adds a little bit of richness, you know, to, mm-hmm. um, these other beers and, uh, it's just, it's fun and relaxing and I don't know, I'll get, I'll go, we'll get more into it in like future episodes and stuff, but yeah, yeah I, uh, that's sort of been my, yeah, my, my Zen, uh, my Zen brew days like in last year.
1: That Lambic base that I, I let you try last time you were by, uh, you know, that was something I brewed almost two years ago and it's been through a basement flood and it's, it's been, you know, it's been upstairs and downstairs and kicked around and I keep forgetting. I'm like, this has got to be a carboy or just some nasty shit. You know, why do I even have it? And then Brian was over and I pulled the sample and I'm like, holy shit. That's, it's not bad.
0: Yeah. It Um, was super good.
1: And, 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 and it's, 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 it's really good. And then I want to like, now I want to brew like three or four more and I'm actually bummed that I wasn't brewing a lambic base or, or some kind of lambic mm-hmm. or, uh, um, you know, um, mix sour base, uh, month after month. Cause now I've got this one that's almost two years old, but I, I don't have anything else between now mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. you know, to start blending with. So I do need to get some of those going, you know, and Brian, and we should like share a box or something and, you know,
0: yeah. Give me some dregs. Yeah, I've been uh occasionally if I uh, really like the beer um, that I that I pull off of it I'll I'll save like a mason jar and uh I've been feeding it you know every couple of weeks um, <laughs> like like a you know like a sourdough starter or something <laughs> like that and uh burping the mason jar a little bit there's probably better ways to do it um for those people that watch a show and that, and, and that i'm friends with in real life you know that i i have like a little bit of a yeast bank now that i keep frozen but sometimes with uh, like bacteria and stuff like that it doesn't like flocculate out of like solution quite as easily as yeast does um it just it, it hangs around the liquid quite a bit more so i've i've sort of read and found that it seems to be easier just to sort of keep a you know, a jar of it, I guess, and sort of keep feeding it and try to use it moderately quickly. But Michael Tonsmeyer has a, a nice post about it on his blog, a couple probably. And uh, and uh, American Sour Beers is a, a good resource for that stuff too. That book is amazing.
1: But, you know, you said something earlier about talking about, you know, people on Milk the Funker and Reddit and stuff and, and that know so much more. And I almost want to call this out because you guys, you and Brandon, are way more into the Reddit and uh, and and kind of like public forums than I am. Uh, I dip my toe in there, and I find so many trolls and assholes, and just you know people that you know you, you go out there and you try to to find a a good group to get feedback from, and they just lambaste you. So. My personal experience recommendation is if you're a new brewer and you're trying out and you're trying to discover new things, don't go to those places. Like, Enjoy find a homebrew club. club. Yeah, yeah, find a homebrew club of people that can actually talk to you. But, uh, you know, I laughed. Um, what, what was There was a Facebook group that Brian was in that it, it presented to me, and they were, like, slamming people with Fruit Loot beers. Why are homebrewers like this? I yeah, you know. And then it just happened to pop up where I see a comment from Brian being like, "Yo, a guy from my club uh, did that and did well with it, you know." And and they're all like, "Oh, it's sad. That's you know."
0: And they're making fun of it, and I'm like, "Hold on, now I've won." Like fucking- he won, he won NHC regional gold medal for it, <laughs> like. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> right. Like, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was basically a bunch of uh, posts, like, or screenshots from, like, new beginning brewers asking questions that, yeah, maybe we know and we're kind of basic or people wanting to you know fuck around with adding cereal to their beer or something. But, like. Yeah. And they're, they're getting like slammed I'm, for it. Yeah. But did I ever.
1: I don't know. I, you know did, did I ever sit <laughs> out and go, oh, I want to do a beer with Fruit Loops? No, I did it for a club competition. <laughs> you know, we were doing it for fun. Uh, to be silly, uh, and it just happened to turn out all right. And so now, I do it because tradition says I have to do it. <laughs>
0: you can't call it uh, Looper without Fruit Loops. <clears throat>
1: right. Do I think yeah. the, the Fruit Loops make a difference? No.
0: <laughs> I uh, I I I will say personally that I think the the home brewing subreddit is in general 99% of the time pretty, pretty good. I think that I don't, I don't, go on there. I want to help. The Mead subreddit can sometimes be a little bit more persnickety. Nice. Cold like Persnickety. Persnickety. You mean cocksucker. Pers- pers- <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there are a few names that like come up time and time again, where it's like short answers or like read the wiki or, you know, whatever, which I, are fine but
2: mm-hmm.
0: sometimes it's kind of like it's kind of watching
1: it's kind of like people asking if it's okay if garlic turns blue but that's a that's an obscure reference for a friend uh
0: so i was making pickles and my garlic turned blue you know the other day and i was like oh like i feel like i read this was supposed to be a thing and and you know i googled it because i wasn't sure but yeah
1: i think kevin got kicked out of insane in the membrane or one of those one of those fermenting uh groups oh no there he is (laughs) kevin kevin wrote a post about yes it's okay that your goddamn like garlic turns blue or whatever uh and people got all bent out of shape about it
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: um, I think Shannon's out in the kitchen, either choking or laughing. I don't know. <laughs>
2: one, one of the two. Yeah. Um, sorry if I'm hopping back. Let's, a let's, bit let's see. I,
0: let's let's pull up his question. Weird. Look at him.
2: They,
1: you know, it's hard to see a, that thumbnail. This motherfucker is a chef. I'm not joking. Chef Kevin.
2: He knows what the <laughs> fuck he's doing. Uh, uh, were
0: sorry. you hopping back to Brandon?
2: Oh, sorry. I was hopping back to the. I had recently joined one of the the barrel programs that you're part of. Um, yeah. yeah
0: the, the cloud barrel.
2: Yep. And, uh, like I had sours in general are pretty new to me. Like, you know, the first sour I had made was with Philly sour for reference mm-hmm. to homebrewers out there. Hmm. Um, like otherwise I hadn't, it's not something I've done really. Cause one, I didn't want to like dedicate equipment to it. Um, and then joining that barrel program, uh, I got lucky and, uh, thanks to our, our president, David. Got to collect some uh, sour wort from the barrel before he actually, like at the same time, I contributed my first five gallons to it as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> because he already had enough. So I had mixed uh, some dark wort that I made to kind of make sort of a blended uh, Flanders red was my idea, which I kind of, mm-hmm. while chatting with uh, Tim Wickland, decided to come up with that idea as well. Uh, I was mentioning to him that I wanted to make a Flanders red and he was like, oh, I like last time or this time I'm going to blend some dark wort and make one. I'm like, you know what? That's a great idea. I'm going to do that, too. Thank you for that idea. Um, so kind of like a, you know, cheat slash nice blend way of trying to make a Flanders red. Sure. Yeah. I think that's I thought that was a Is, good idea. You're
1: officially now that's the, the club barrel, right? That yes. Grand? it is yeah. so i think i think bill blakesley's in that mm-hmm. yep. yes and uh and he pulled uh, uh some out and
0: did a flanders i don't know how he did his flanders red but honestly dude one of the best fucking flanders i've ever had like so that particular one was a flanders recipe that everybody did and put into the barrel I think. okay did they? I'm okay pretty sure. i i don't know what bill did he
1: gave me a uh you know a bottle of it and
2: I did naughty things. It was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how my take goes. Like all I did was made like a, uh, I made about three gallons of uh, a dark work with uh, Munich, Vienna, and like some. Oh dang! I just pulled up to like some uh, some sort of dark roasted malt mm-hmm. to add some color to it, and then blended it with uh, a little less than four and a half five gallons that I got um, in my fermenter, and it's just chilling in there right now. Um, I have to try another sample of it. Thankfully, I put it in my uh, uh, anvil bucket. So it's easy to take samples from and I've been trying not to take samples too regularly from it um, just to give it time. And when I first blended it, there was like hardly any sourness after it It was pretty darn sour before blending it. And then blending it like killed like a lot of the sour. It was the blend together. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh man, this is like slightly tart. Um, and then I tried it maybe a week ago and it was like, oh yeah, it's, it's catching up. It's, it's, getting, uh, back nice. it's getting back there. Nice. Yeah. So I was just debating if I wanted to also add, um, like some Oak cubes or something to give it more mm-hmm. Oak character or not. Um, I might give it a month or two more before I make that decision. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Just being my first, uh, try. I've only had, I've only had a couple of commercial, um, Flanders reds in my time but one, or, and I wish I could remember which one, when I was visiting my uh, brother-in-law out in the uh, Virginia area, one of the ones that we got, I think he actually got it, and I just tried a little bit of it, but it was like the, it was a really great Flanders Red, which I'm going to have to chat with him to figure out if he can remember which brewery uh, out there made that, because it was like the one that in my head made me think, man, I need to make something like this. Was Where was great. it from? It was in the Virginia area. I'm pretty sure we picked a brewery that was, native to Virginia. Um, but I can't remember which one for the life of me. Um, I know, but it's one of those, you try this beer, I'm like, oh man, like I've had some Flanders Reds a couple times that were pretty good, but that one was just killer. So, um, so that's, that was kind of my goal. I'm like, you know what? I don't drink a ton of sours, but that's one of those styles that I've had a couple of examples of that, that have been, uh, something i'd like to drink more of cool yeah so i can't wait I, you to
0: try that <clears throat> i yeah
1: I, I can't either i i have dreams someday of starting my i I've, i i know i've got access to a barrel uh, uh 55 uh and i'd love to get like you know 10 or 11 guys to go in on a barrel um i keep saying i'm gonna finish my beer room and Set up a barrel so that I can get a barrel program going to my house. I really haven't talked to Amy about that though, or if she really fully
2: <laughs> understands
1: what I want to do. What that she'll means? Probably yeah. A stop at it. Yeah. <laughs> you know that because she's actually she, and she's probably listening, but she was down there earlier, like cleaning out the beer room, so we could use it for some extra storage. And, and if I put like a five foot, you know, tall barrel <laughs> in there, and then invite strangers in the house, yeah, that's never going to happen. So. Anyway, hundred year old hams. Mm. Verdict is it's so delicious. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Oh,
2: and... what hams. that good. was
0: like it was a mistake. It was like a promotion it's... that they ran and it was like a hundred year old, you know, hams and <laughs> and you just drank like a, a bottle that you're a can you could have put up on
1: you know uh the thing is is
0: i actually checked a
1: minute ago when i stepped away and all of them are like that so i've got a dozen (laughs) or more because i i bought a 30 pack cube um you're gonna be rich i have oh look at kevin kevin uh livingston's got a a barrel program i'm gonna get into yeah fuck you guys i'm going east that's right kevin (laughs) i mean it um I've, I've drank uh, 25 or 26-year-old Miller High Life, Ugh. and it was horribly metallic and disgusting. So,
0: hams uh, is uh, king. I wonder if that's back before they started using, like, liners, like, can liners or something. <laughs>
2: you drank lead? Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 so, I, I actually know, had... This, I had a buddy of mine that used to work for a distributor, and I was I was telling ta- I was telling him about going to Homebrew Fest a couple of few years ago, and uh, I told him about the Dirty Thirty, which Kevin mentioned earlier in in chat. Um, and what the Dirty Thirty is is you take uh, what's supposed to be a bad or nasty or you know whatever macro beer, um, and and we we put it in this tote of ice water, uh, and they tarp it and then you, uh, you know, we pick two people. There's really no sense to it. It's really stupid, um, <laughs> but we randomly pick two people. They go up, they, they blindly select a beer, uh, and then they chug it. And so most of the time in the Dirty 30, like, uh, or sometimes a great beer, you're absolutely right. So one year, like somebody put in, I think a bottle at CBS and, and they were like, fuck, I don't want to chug this, but they, they're supposed to chug it, you know? But most of the time it's like, you know, fucking wine coolers or Didn't uh, you a shitty homebrew. I did. I I filled a bottle of Pliny the Elder <laughs> with, um, with, uh, uh, fuck, uh, Ballast Points main or, um, they're, oh, they're mango. mango habanero. They're haban- the so, mango so, habanero. The mango habanero scorpion. Yeah. So it I was not Yeah. Something like that. Or it's just habanero scorpion. I, I, yeah. I took a bottle of Pliny the Elder and I put mangoes or a habanero scorpion in it and I recapped it and I put it in the dirty thirty. <laughs> Nobody fucking picked it. And then at the end, there were like three bottles that hadn't been selected left, and and it got sat out. And then at some point, somebody came by and drank it. So I didn't get to see the reaction. But yeah, they got they did not get a plane other.
0: So that's another benefit of getting a canter in that everybody usually right. goes for the cans, right? Like you don't right. want to pull out like a bottle and have it be like a fucking bomber that you need to chug like maybe it would be like a V8 juice or something. Sure. But the story here or it could just be a splint a fucking
1: uh champagne. Uh, oh man, there's so, so many <laughs> that happened a couple years ago.
0: This major troll.
1: Uh, Kevin, what's his name? Sean, Sean had to drink a fucking Bottle of champagne, chug it, and he puked. Um, oh. Oh, <laughs> but no, man. my my. So so I'm, I'm hanging out with a friend, and he's like, "Dude, I've got these 30 year old cans of fucking Miller High Life, you know, you should or Miller Light or whatever it was." He's like, "You should throw that in the Dirty 30. And I took them, and that was my intent. I really was going to do that, but then I was hanging out with a buddy, TK, and and him him and I we decided there's a good chance here that this will actually do. Physical damage to somebody or poison somebody. Uh, so we opened it, we took a little sip and tasted it, and we threw it out. I did not put it in the dirty thirty because I love everybody at home, Fest. I don't really want to poison these motherfuckers. Uh, but yeah, it was it was disgusting. Any liner that had been had in that can was was well gone and ate. It was so metallic and gross. So.
0: Whole cool story, bro. Yeah, what's
1: it is? Was, it was. No, so, I, I can't
0: wait for it again next year. This year,
1: I cannot. I, you know, there was a, there was a, a, a there may have been a, a homebrew fest light that happened last year and I didn't go and I really regret it. Um, uh, so whatever happens, COVID be damned. I need to, I need some MHF in my life. Great. So, do I want to? All right. Oh, go ahead. No. Do you want to slam a a big ass seltzer or mead?
0: <laughs> Shanna, Shanna forbid me from having seltzer and mead tonight. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's either a, a raspberry lime sour IPA or a, or a we double have moonland you. with mosaic Ella and centennial. Oh, which which uh, which which doubles that one? Giant leap
1: from Ferndale. Okay. I did not like. I, I'm not a big fan of sh- uh, short step or small step or giant leap. You didn't like either of them. Not, not so much.
0: Oh man, I really liked Yard Sale. Yard Sale was good. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna open Giant Leap just so I can taste it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you when it's an amazing beer. You haven't had that did one yet. It? I've had one. I usually get two of the four packs. Yeah, we've been going on 90 minutes. We don't have to. Oh, Dimitri. My cat just jumped in my lap as I was trying to throw this beer. Yeah, um, you
1: know, for a beer or for an episode that didn't have any topic, and we've talked for 86 <laughs> minutes. Thank you guys for hanging out woo! with
2: us. The six of you that have. i I'll do it. it.
1: <laughs> Shit.
0: <laughs> Dimitri needs pets. Uh, he's so needy.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I don't know if anybody anybody's not seen a uh, cat before this is Dmitri Vladimir. He's ooh. a vampire cat. Nice. <laughs> Some sort of weird inbred Siamese thing. <laughs> my my cat
2: Alice, who occasionally will wander around the side, but not that often. She bugs she'll she'll be jumping all over my desk area every morning. Like that's her thing is I'm starting work during the week is she wants attention basically until generally my wife will feed her. Then she doesn't need attention anymore. Um, And then towards dinner time, she'll come back and want attention again. And then once dinner is served by me or my wife, then she'll, you know, go, go do her own thing. But yeah, she is an attention whore (laughs) between uh, 7.30 and 8.30 and then, uh, you know, four to five o'clock every day. And then she wants nothing to do with me when it's not around
0: breakfast through dinner
2: time
0: that's fair yeah. <laughs> but. oh this comment makes me happy i um Ooh. i've been making rye wines um the last couple years now i think i've made three my last one i put on uh balaton cherries but uh I, I think this is like my new favorite style of beer. I will drink a rye wine over a barley wine like any day of the week these days. Um, and like nobody makes them. I have uh, Bell's has made one or two. I have a, uh, a couple cans of Rye Way to Heaven from uh, Revolution uh, downstairs right now. But generally don't see them that much. And uh, they're just like it takes, it takes a bit of extra carbonation to get like the bubbles flown through them. Um, to get them, you know, not to be like a nasty, creamy consistency, but, um, depending on how you brew them, I think they have just like a lot of like awesome, like sort of like milk chocolatey flavor and stuff. Um, the texture is awesome. I don't know. I hope to, hope to see that become like a bigger style. I, I've been wanting to brew one and enter into a competition, but uh, I don't know how do that
1: dude your cherry your cherry wine wine
2: was i tried one of your rye wines it was really good and i i i like i have this love for rye but like i feel like most of the time when i use more than like 10 or 15 percent of it in a beer i almost regret it most of the time um so like it's my goal to use more of it but uh, at the same time, I usually regret it when I start trying in practice to use more of them. I,
0: I fucked up last time. My, my last one was a fucking nightmare. Um, just the the worst stuck sparge like you can possibly imagine. And and I use like my, uh, my 15-gallon kegel too. So like it's deep and I couldn't even get down far enough to try to like scrape to try to get stuff to drain and even that wasn't working. And I think I ended up like, dumping this kegle like through a mesh bag like into a bucket and like you know pulling it up and squeezing it brewing a bucket style and and then i tried to sparge with it and then the fucking sparge stuck to like it was just it was not smart it was a bad day that was a long brew day the beer turned out good
2: well that part's good it's if somebody uses a brew bag for just about every brew like
0: i need to do that
2: I don't have issues like, you know, it'll be a pain in some ways, but I can always get it, uh, you know, mash, mash it. And I can get, I can get the gravity points going. The problem to me, like always has just been like, when I start using more than say like 30% rye, mm-hmm.
0: it just
2: start either. Oh God.
0: Is that new? Is that a new one?
2: <laughs> um, wow. It, either the, it, it's such a thick beer or like, it just doesn't quite taste as good to me as it would have been if it was less rye. like as yeah. much as I want to love rye I can't quite harness using crap tons of it but I have like your rye, your rye wine. so I will And those are
0: those are usually the, about 30% ish yeah Okay. you uh, just you, you got to put through through more carbonation through it let me look up my last recipe but yeah oh 30% <laughs> rye listen. rye but that includes like that includes like chocolate rye and flaked rye
2: (sighs) rye. I've tried making a damn near 100% rye beer and that was a disaster (laughs) like yeah it was like it it could not carbonate like no matter I think I sat my I sat my uh I tried to carbonate like 40 PSI for like a week and it was still like the weakest carved beer in my life (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is the sludge coming out of my <laughs>
0: I'm looking at my recipe and it's about 33% rye is where I'm sitting okay. uh, between chocolate flaked and, and normal rye malt a little special right. bee and a little uh, yeah a little special bee in there I think is what makes it super good oh, yeah. special,
2: special beans good
0: well, what do you think, guys?
2: We should. Do I could. I could go
0: on for forever, but I don't know if people need to listen to us talk for forever. We're we're coming up on an hour and a half, and I think uh, I think we're losing viewers. Although I want to talk to Kevin about rye wine now. We got twenty two ounce chucked at room temperature in August. Oh, Ginger Hagrid! I love Ginger Hagrid. <laughs> Ginger is He's my favorite.
1: Nah. He chugged a, a glass of Peach Reaper, or Peaches and Screams, and then ran away from our bar and puked. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace,
2: Cinderella. <laughs> um,
1: no, I think we should uh, we should probably go before it's it too dirty. Uh, so next week, Homebrew Review, Livingston Social Brew Club edition. Uh, Kevin Penn's going to hook oh. us up with some shit uh, from the east side right
0: oh yeah that's pretty good yeah um
1: uh march 1st we're gonna have Stormcloud. hopefully if they don't watch this episode they they uh (laughs) they still stick with us Uh, we're gonna take a night off on march 8th um although by the time march eighth comes around uh brian and i are probably gonna want to you know hang out online and drink together so we'll see we'll see uh and then march 15th john mallet from bell's beer again as long as he doesn't watch this episode and get scared off I'm super pumped to talk to him.
0: Uh, maybe we start like a one of our meat or sour episodes on March eighth or something. We'll maybe. see how uh, we'll see how we feel. Yeah, yeah. Oh
2: yeah.
1: yeah, right on. So thanks for thanks for hanging out.
2: Thanks yeah, for having thanks me Brandon. on here, guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Brandon, it was it was great. Um, don't tell Jordan, but you're way cuter. Ah. No, oh,
2: George's um, Jordan,
1: pretty cute. I don't know. But yeah, I'm just saying. That's, that's he's, he's got too much on. gray in
0: his beard now.
2: Yeah, he's a <laughs> dad. Nobody likes that. <laughs> you know, it is what it is.
0: All right, cheers, fellas. Cheers, cheers, fellas.
2: Cheers. Take it easy. All right, Good night. All right guys.
1: And remember, because I have no audio during the outro, everybody can hear what we're saying. so
2: uh, They don't really care what you're saying, Jason. I know. It does like
0: slipping, gurgling noises.
2: Uh, Yeah, but I I still love you guys. Oh, let's, oh, slurp it.